Hi, I'm Caitlin Rowdybush, and welcome to Universes Untold. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Universes Untold Podcast so you can follow along and see what episodes we're doing next. Um, today's episode, I recorded this one with my dad. I'm a little bit behind on my recording schedule, like a lot behind on my recording schedule, um, but I think that this episode uh, kind of had a turning point for me. Um, I approached this episode very differently than the two previous ones. So instead of kind of going play by play for each scene, my dad and I just kind of commentate on the movie as a whole. We talk about comic books, um, the Don Cheadle cast change for Iron Man and or for Iron Man Two. Um, and lots of other funny things. He keeps me on track, and I'm sure he's rolling his eyes right now because his intro is already over a minute long. Um, so listen, enjoy, and um, have a great time. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with my dad, and we're talking about Iron Man. Hi, Dad. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Caitlin's dad, Jack. <laughs> I was like, do you have a name? Jack. Okay. Yeah. Jack um, Rowdy Bush, yep. a Marvel fan dating back to the early 70s. <laughs> yes. And you're the reason why I got into Marvel. Although you didn't read my comic books as much when I was, when you were a little. No. No. The only comics I read were the Archie comics. Always fine. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I may not have gotten your your passion for Star Wars, but I definitely got into Marvel once the movies came out. Right? Yeah. And starting with Iron Man, which is the first Marvel movie, Marvel Studios movie, I guess. I guess do, not the first Marvel movie. Do you remember the first non-kid movie I took you to? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Was it Superman 2005? Yes, it was. Yeah. It wasn't Marvel. It was, <laughs> it was DC, DC Comics. Yeah, I was obsessed. I thought that was the coolest movie until the other Superman came out like years later. And I was like, oh, this is much better. I'm just, corny. I'm just happy I didn't have to like go through some dribble of animation or singing voices of... <laughs> Dogs. No, I, I was 10. I was 10 when that movie came out, or no, like 9, almost 10. Yeah. That was a big deal. And then when this came out, I was 12, okay. and it was a big deal. Really? Yeah. 2008? Yeah. Long, long time ago. Long time ago. Well, I rewatched it last night. Yes. When was the last time you watched it, you think, before this? Uh, you know, I catch it on a weekend when I'm watching golf or something. I click over during a click yeah. over during a commercial or something, but all the way through probably f five plus years ago. Yeah. Maybe like when we were camping or something, something like, like a long that. time ago, maybe yeah. Christmas. Anytime the family's around, we just watch movies. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just right off the gate. When Back in Black starts playing, right? That's the song, like the iconic scene when he's in Afghanistan and he's like talking with the guys in the fun V. 
having his cocktail, which I like. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So put yourself back in 2008. I know your memory isn't and isn't fantastic, but how did you feel as a longtime Marvel fan and a longtime Iron Man fan to like see this on the screen with Robert? um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. My brain wanted to say Robert Pattinson, but that's Batman. I don't know where I was going. Uh, um, I don't know. I had my popcorn <laughs> and hanging out and I had an open mind. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy a good movie and, um, it was a gr- overall it was fantastic, but it was a great opening scene. Yeah. And, back and how did you feel now? Like I was still as excited watching it last night. I was like, oh my gosh, this yep. is still yep. like such a good movie. <laughs> No, I didn't didn't even disappoint last night. No, I thought it aged really well, considering how much more Marvel has happened since then. Like watching Captain America was really boring watching it over. But Captain America was always a more boring movie than Iron Man. Well, one thing I noticed watching it just last night was yeah. the casting was dead on. Yes. Every character what kind of fulfilled everything that you wanted out of it, I thought. Totally. I mean, I I can't really think of other movies that Jeff Bridges has been like the bad guy, but he killed it as Obadiah in this. Like he was terrifying. And he looked bigger out. than life too with that big old beard and yeah, uh, no hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of fit the fit the uh, character really well. Yeah. So two two casting things. One. So it wasn't always going to be Robert Downey Jr. Did you know they were looking at Tom Cruise? I did not. I looked this up. They almost casted Tom Cruise before when it was a different movie network that was going to, or movie production team that was going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also looking at Nicolas Cage. Ugh. I know. <laughs> Colin Farrell, Patrick Dempsey, and Sam Rockwell. Who's Patrick Dempsey again? He's the guy from um, Grey's Anatomy, that medical show. He's oh, kind of like yeah, Mr. Pretty very boy. handsome. Yeah, he was in that 80s movie. Yeah. With like the. Yeah, cutting the lawn. Yeah, 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 that yeah. one. Um, yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. killed it. Like. Well, what a, you know, what a big career boost for him coming off of his Coke days and everything else. Well, I think that I was reading, that's why, so John Favreau, who played Happy in this movie, he's the one that directed it. And he was the one that was really pushing it for it to be Robert Downey Jr. Because one, he thought he was the best, like, actor for it, but also because I guess in the comics, I was reading that Iron Man was like an alcoholic party boy kind of thing and he thought like robert downey jr could bring like you know his own demons Uh uh-huh in this and i think it worked yeah he played the eccentric brilliant uh billionaire to the t i mean that first after the fun v scene and it cuts to vegas and we see him you know missing out getting the award so he can gamble on the vegas floor you're like okay (laughs) Right, he doesn't. Do no, when you're a <laughs> millionaire Perry. playboy, yeah. you can do whatever you want. So exactly, I might as well just go to the crap table, get a few <laughs> hot girls, have some drinks, and roll dice. Yeah, and then we got Terrence Howard who played James Road in this one. 
He was he, so good. He is really disappointing. Who's the guy that played it after? Um. Oh my god, why am I blanking? I'm gonna Google it. I mean, he, oh Don Cheadle. Don yeah, Cheadle. I mean, I like him as an actor. Yeah, totally miscast for all the future ones. I agree. His character just became so boring, and him and Tony didn't have any chemistry. Like, no, I was yeah, not, no it chemistry. was not believable that they were friends right. or long term, long like friends. Yeah, and Terrence Howard. I was also reading Terrence Howard. He got paid the most. He was the highest grossing actor in this movie. Oh, he was the bigger name, huh? Yeah, because he had just won an Oscar or something right before this. And so when he asked for a pay raise for Iron Man 2, they were like, yeah, no. And that's why he was recasted. Uh, I knew it was something like that, but he they, they should have paid him. I know. I know. I think he was worth it. Yeah, he's but- he's... <laughs> Him sitting at the top of the steps at the plane, all pissed yeah. off for having to wait. Yeah, and his then, character is way more believable. Yeah, and then when Robert Downey Jr. walked right by him and said, "Well, we're waiting on you now," I thought of Lori a little bit. Oh yeah, my wife. Also, yeah, your wife. Right. Which one it's of like, you in that situation? Because I'm an on-time person, so yeah, something like are. that would drive me nuts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also just wanted to point out, so John Favreau, he plays Happy in this, who's like barely in this movie. He maybe has like a couple lines. And then Happy becomes like such a pivotal character. I think he's probably in the most Marvel movies or he's up there because he's been in all the Spider-Man movies too. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, in the latest Spider-Man movie. And then he's sort of, because, I mean, I I can say this, right? Spoilers are allowed. You've seen Endgame, right, Dad? I have, yeah. Come on. (laughs) I think that might be the last movie I saw at the movie theater. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, well, you know, Iron Man dies, Tony Stark dies, right. and Happy kind of followed. Like, I cried. Yeah, no I cried too. I was shocked. I was not expecting it when I saw the movie. I cried a lot, but um, yeah, I feel like Happy continues his legacy, which is just interesting because he's such a tiny character in the first right. movie. But, um, okay, so there's also like um. So what's what's the theme? What are we? Are you just asking me questions? Are we going to go over yeah. the whole movie? I figured we'll kind of go through parts of it, and then I have some like questions for you. Because we got to we got to keep it rolling. We're losing interest. Let's not make it. I know. It like I know. You did listen to my whole first episode. Sixteen minutes of your first podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad there was no sharp objects around. Hey now, hey now. Okay. I love uh, you. I know you love me. Okay. <clears throat> Rewatching this movie, it was also cool. So Happy grows as a character, but so does Jarvis, aka later known as Vision. So Paul Bettany plays him as the voice of Jarvis, and then uh-huh. remember Jarvis becomes Vision. Yes. Was yes. that in the comic Age book? Of Ultron. Yeah. Was that a whole thing in the comic books? Like, I don't remember. And yeah. Vision in the comic books was very robotic. Okay. You mean he didn't have a wife? No, he did. He had the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But it wasn't like a real, it was a real couple, but it was, he was very 
um, not only robotic, I'm trying to get um, intellectual talk. Okay. That's how he talked. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That makes sense. I just thought it was cool how Paul Bettany was casted literally just as the voice of a robot and then became like this massive character later on. So big question, was that all planned out or did they make it up as they develop new episodes? I feel like Marvel has made up a lot of things, but they just like keep track of it. I I imagine that there's like some room where they just have a giant wall and they have strings like connected to everything, you know, like in the detective and they're just like keeping track. But I think there have been some like mess ups where plot like plots have been messed up a little bit. Well, key question, did Marvel have a end game when they started out with Captain America and then Iron Man or? Well, okay, I was thinking about that, actually. So they were Marvel Studios had at this time, like by 2006, they owned the rights of Captain America, Hulk and Iron Man. So they could make movies for all three of them. And they were deciding which ones they wanted to come out first. And so they had like a focus group full of like kids under the age of 12. And they gave the kids like a quick rundown of the comics and were like, which which superhero do you want first? And Iron Man was voted number one. And then I was also reading that John Favreau or, or no, sorry, Kevin Feig, who's like the producer of all of the Marvel movies, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was really pushing having Samuel L. Jackson at the very end of this movie. Did you watch the after credit scene? Uh, no, I didn't. Fail. Sorry, I was tired. There's Wait. always an after credit scene. nine o'clock. Dad. Oh my God, that is really late for you. But Samuel L. Jackson was at the very end. Okay. And he says like, I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. So to answer your question, I think, yes, like they knew the direction they wanted to go. Right. But it was really risky at that point because they weren't sure if Iron Man was actually going to be a box office hit. Well, it was. Totally. Totally was. Um, All right. Let me interview you. Let me ask you a question. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Favorite scene at Iron Man? Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot, but I think the the one that comes to mind is um, when Tony is back. I mean, the hamburger scene is great when he's right. eating the hamburger. Yeah, he's pulling them out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah, that part's hilarious. But no, I think my favorite scene is when he's in his lab and he... Pepper, he calls Pepper and he's like, how, what do your hands look like? Like you need to come down here. And then he has her do the whole operations thing. But he's so funny and so like nonchalant that that scene is just hilarious to me because it's so serious. Like he could have just died and he was just a jokester through the entire thing. I feel like that like encapsulates who he is. Who Tony Stark is. Who Tony Stark is. Like even on the brink of death, he's just like, making jokes and making pepper like feel bad it's hilarious yep. <laughs> so same question back to you what's your favorite scene? Ooh, i shouldn't ask that question um well how about intense. how about things that resonated how about can i okay. change it yeah 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 so when he's sh- ta- showing off the jericho missile for the demo oh yeah you know, he's talking. I forget what he said, but he said, you know, that's how dad would have done it. That's how we do it. 
Yep. And then just seeing that what it does. Um, and then to the, I don't know if this is the right word, the dichotomy when he jumps out of the Humvee after everybody's been shot. Yeah. And he takes cover behind a rock and then um, a missile yes, or a, um, something hits next to him and it, you know, mm-hmm. it says Stark Enterprises and that's, that's how he gets blown up by one of his own, mm-hmm. by one of his own weapons. Uh, the plane. Very cool, hip, probably something out of Russia. I don't know. Yeah. But different, right? The eccentric guy. Um, and then when he goes goes to that village as Iron Man for the first time, as yeah. the new Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he kind of saves everybody and then says, he's all yours. Yep. So that's just, that it was, was just, good. it was a movie. It's like a book. It's a good read. It's not a struggle to watch it. It's fun. It's interesting. It's got a lot exactly. of exactly. Yeah, and and I actually wrote down a quote that he said when he was um, doing the Jericho weapon like demonstration. He said, "Better to is it better to be feared or respected? What about both?" And then later on, like. I think he learned that it's better to be respected, not feared, and right. to take himself seriously and to take his business seriously and to look at the consequences of what his actions are doing. Hey, can we like rent that, that house on VRBO for the summer or something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Right? Stay in I think it's a real house. It's really a cool house. Yeah. Um. Okay, who are some of your favorite characters in this? I mean, that's also kind of a hard thing, but um, um, Doctor Yinsen, he's the doctor that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He's very uh, quiet, to the point, smart. Yeah, he knows who Tony is, um, and he doesn't bullshit Tony. He no. also doesn't like try to make Tony feel better. He's kind of just like very. Yeah, on he it. was actually very, very good. Yeah. I think he's like a huge, like quiet mentor for Tony. I think throughout the whole movie, even after he dies, because right. he keeps saying, "Like I have to, I have a reason now. I have to live." Uh, Terrence Howard, I thought was great. Yeah. When Tony's calling him when he's being oh my God, by the so two good. jets and it's ringing, you know, after he thinks maybe he got blown up, you know, with the ringtone and everything. Um, yeah. And um, Oba Obadiah or whatever. Obadiah. Obadiah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Obadiah. What a bad man. But a very good, very good character. I really think in the first one, I had no idea he was that, bad. That was him. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't. I'm trying. I was trying to remember like when I pieced it together. But yeah. It's very compelling, but it was interesting watching it, knowing that he's the bad guy and kind of watching his body language, like when Tony comes back and at the press conference and just like little things like that. It was kind of like, hmm, interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Coulson was in this, Agent Coulson. I love that guy. <laughs> I just want to give him a hug, you know? Yeah. 
And then when Loki <laughs> killed him later on, I, I cried. I cried then. When who kills him? He Loki. dies? What movie? I uh, guess he does die. Uh, yeah, right. Avengers. Yeah, but I, th- I think he comes back to life. I don't think so. Really? Remember? <laughs> he had that... I don't remember. Okay, well, who's the... Who has the Marvel U podcast? I, I, I know. Well, no, I think I'm confused because he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which like takes place after the Avengers movie. So I don't think I he haven't actually watched died. Exactly. I'm a purist. I know. I That show is not very good. I'm not talking about it on my, no. on my podcast. Um, but it's what? interesting because I just watched Captain Marvel, right, for the episode before this, and Agent Coulson is in it. And he's like a newbie. Oh, like, is he? Yeah. Uh, okay. Samuel Jackson calls him like the noob the whole time. Gotcha. Um, so I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, there's another one that had to be planned out, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like because Captain Marvel took place before most of this, like it took place in the 90s, they already kind of knew like what, you know. Right. They could just like play it in there because it was in the past. Okay, well, we got to move this along. Let's um, along. favorite uh, capability of Iron Man. Oh man, um, I thought just the idea of him. Okay, well, two thoughts I had. So you, when he went up way, way, way when he's going on his like first test drive. Just uh-huh. like flying around, and then he freezes over, and he almost dies, and blah blah blah. Um, and then we see him back in his lab, and he's like, "Oh, we need this and this and this to make it so that we won't go to space." It was really interesting to me because I was thinking about vibranium, you know, the uh-huh. thing that um, from Black Panther, the thing that's made uh, Steve Rogers, uh, right, super really? duper, yeah. And it's just funny because. Tony Stark obviously doesn't have access to vibranium, but he still is able to make like this badass suit. And then another really like cool scene I liked was um, when Obadiah like hired the scientist to make his own, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that. Like it's impossible." And Obadiah is like, "It's not impossible. Tony Stark did it." And they're just like, "Yeah, we're not, not Tony, Tony Stark." And I think my favorite thing of Iron Man is that. It's not just the the uniform. It's not just the costume thing. It's it's Iron Man himself. I mean, it's Tony Stark himself. Like he brings his intelligence, and um, yeah, yeah. He's like the. Uh, that's why they call Elon Musk like the modern day Tony Stark. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're brilliant. They're visionaries. Yeah. They're eclectic. Yep. But there are. I mean, he's also very brave. Like, or I mean, he's also very egotistical, but like, but brave too. But brave too. Like, he put himself in danger. Um. So yeah, what about you? What's your favorite part of Tony or Iron Man's abilities? Uh, well, obviously his weapon system, right? Again, yeah. when he's in that village and he like on his headset display, he, I like all that kind of cool, flashy stuff. Um, and he's like shoots or mini missiles all the bad guys you know um or when he gets hit by the tank round it falls down and then he gets up and just goes boop with his arm and <laughs> a larger size missile comes out and blows up the tank so 
Yeah. And I like that, like, in the later movies, I don't know, because we see Bruce Banner as, like, the scientist, the smart guy, but Tony Stark is, like, just an all-around package. Right. <laughs> um. Okay, so one thing I talked a lot about when I watched Captain Marvel, or, I mean, Captain America, was that it was almost, like, too comic booky for me, like... They talked about the Nazis, they talked about the war, but they didn't actually show any, like, true war. Like, it wasn't, like, I didn't feel bad for anyone. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel scared. Like, it just didn't make me feel a lot of things. And I feel like in this movie, it felt very realistic. And especially in 2008, I mean, to have it in Afghanistan and and really have it about weapons and the whole thing that was just very realistic and it made you feel more for the movie and more for Tony and you could understand his motivation for what he did which I feel like it was never you never really saw Steve's motivation for World War II in the same way does that make sense yeah no um I totally get it but you could like you said you could identify with everything was that you know a lot of most of that stuff was going on other than some of the Jericho missile or something like that yeah I mean but the, what was it was real relevant, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't uh, made bigger than it is, or exactly. an alternate reality of World War Two with Captain America versus this was. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Red Skull and <laughs> the weird little yeah, and the weird guys. yeah, and the weird yeah. guns and um, yeah, yeah, tanks and. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't like, World War II. Something from World War II, like something realistic. Right, but this movie felt way more realistic. In yep, that. I agree. Um, oh, another thing I read is that there was a ton of improv in this movie, and that there wasn't actually a finished script of the movie ever huh. because they just improved a lot of it. I thought that was really interesting. Well, they probably just sat around and said, "Okay, here's the scene. Here's the situation." Yeah, Here's and I read that Jeff Bridges hated that. He did yeah. not like that. He had a really hard time, but then he got used to it. But he didn't like the improv because he right. was like, give me the script. <laughs> um. Okay, is there anything else that you want to cover? Uh, no, I would just sum it up as it was a great – so the, you're doing this chronological order, right? Yeah, chronological. Uh, so so I'm a big cap. I'm, I'm a big cap fan. Yeah. I um, know. but definitely Iron Man one, um, yeah. was way better than Captain America. I feel like they failed Captain America. Like they failed the character by making that shitty movie. <laughs> like well, it's they, not... the background explanation took way too long. Oh, it was so boring. Right. I was so boring. It reminds uh, me of the first. <laughs> what? Marvel podcast. Oh, <laughs> you're so funny. Uh, no, it was great. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed watching it last night again. I haven't done it in a while, so. <clears throat> yeah. Two thumbs uh, up. Two um, thumbs up. 89% so, on the dad popcorn app. Well, actually, I'm going to make you give it a rating out of 10. Uh, it is a solid 
8.4. Wow. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Why, why is yours an 8.4? What, what would make it a 9? Uh, one, I don't, you know, I like more. Uh, um, there's always room for improvement. True. And uh, it, I don't like to have, I like to be detailed on my numbers, 8.4 versus 8 or 7. Sure, sure. Um, Dave Portnoy-ish with my his pizza reviews. That's <laughs> those are my movie reviews. So I'm, oh God, I'm, I'm gonna stand. About- I'm gonna stand by my eight point four, and I'm not gonna be bullied okay. to go up. I'm not bullying you. I was just asking. Oh. Um, for me, I so I gave Captain America, I think a six, which was really generous. I think I could have given it a five. Uh, I'll go. I'll go a solid six two. Okay. And then, did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay. So I gave Captain Marvel, I think, an eight, which was interesting because the first time I watched it, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But watching it a second time, I liked it so much better. I've watched it. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Mm. So maybe I need to do that. Okay. It is good. It's, it if is. I get invited and- back down the, down the road. <laughs> And uh, just a side note on all things Marvel. So they're actually making a TV show that's going to be with Nick Fury and Talos, which is the alien guy, the funny alien guy from um, Captain Marvel movie. Uh They're making a spinoff Disney Plus TV show with them later this year. To me, it's like too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, tell me about it. I have like 46 episodes planned for this thing because they keep throwing more Marvel out there. But... I'm okay with it. I like it. All right. Well, you be you. I like it. You be you. (laughs) Um, I also, you didn't watch it, so you can't give a rating, but I give a rating for the um, post-credit scene every time. Oh, well, somebody didn't instruct. (laughs) I just figured, I assumed you would watch it. I'll have to to make sure all potential guests view the uh, post-credit scene. But I I gave it a a 7 out of 10 because it was too short, but it's really good for setting the stage for more. And especially like in 2008, watching that and being like, why the, who the hell is Samuel L. Jackson playing? Why does he have um, an eye patch? Like, who is he? What is going on? What is the Avengers? Because you don't know anything like me because I was 12 and and didn't watch the comic. I mean, didn't read the comics. You didn't read the dad's comics from 1972. Did you even give them to me? I don't know. I allowed you to see them, and (laughs) I would have read them to you under supervision. Ah, okay. Well, you should have. Um, And, yeah, so in in the – oh, I forgot to add. One of my favorite parts of the movie, too, was at the very end, the last press conference – when he is supposed to go through the notes and give his like bullshit oh, yeah. story that he was Iron on a yacht <laughs> and he goes, the truth is I am Iron Man. And then the movie ends. Fantastic. And you uh, are Caitlin Rowdybush with I the am Marvel Caitlin. podcast. It's actually called Universes Untold. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Universes right. Untold. Marvel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so subscribe, like, and next time is Iron Man 2. Okay. Because the second well, one is the next one. All right. Well, good luck with that, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Dad, for joining me. All, all right. right. Take care. <laughs> I love you. All right. Love you, too. Bye.